Chances are, if you like this, then you like the Best of Times podcast, brought to you by Lush and the Quietus, in which John Doran talks to people about some of the best and worst times they've been through. Find it on the Quietus Radio on iTunes. Hello, this is John Robb with the latest edition of the John Robb Tapes. Classic old interviews from my archive at the front line of music culture. This edition sees an interview with Richie James and Nicky Wire from the Manic Street Preachers, recorded in a Birmingham motel room in 1993, whilst they were touring the glam nihilism of their second album, Gold Against the Soul. The band's intelligence and cynicism and naive idealism are all in place in this classic, as they try to come to terms with the reality of being in a group. Yeah. 
I think, you know, is it, uh, as much as melancholy. Is that sort of like giving up sort of feeling to have? I think, you know, you, know, you, see, you see the big picture and you think you don't like it, so you're just sort of cowering a bit, you know. <laughs> I think where we come from, there just it is a sense that everything is completely gone forever. And that's why people, um, in terms of like working class ambition, that's us being completely eroded. They don't really, they don't really weigh it against the, any sort of like government anymore because you've had like a Tory government for so long. And most working class people know as long as they can get enough money to like go down a pub, yeah. Again, that's enough. That's the end of it. That's why whenever there's like rallies or marches or demonstrations, it's not. A, it's not even like a mid '80s thing anymore. It's not even as big as we've got around about '84, '85. You know, it's all sort of like gradually fading away. Yeah. And that's understandable because you know there's been a government in power for so long. There's never like any change. You know, it's a bad sign when the last the Hesseltides or the pit closure things that you know the Daily Mail and. The Daily Express all, all of a sudden gets behind the miners that they should keep at least 14 of the people. <laughs> yeah. you know. It's really bad. 300,000 workers is down to something like 7,000. That's so that, that about 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now they're sort of getting the placards up and sort of leading the demonstration. Yeah, they're patronising miners, aren't they? They're yeah. like, uh, they're, they're those good work class chaps. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They're not like those, those troublesome dockers. <laughs> You know, and all the, the the miners were like the sort of stormtroopers of the working class, the ones sort of yeah. band of people who seem to be able to flex real power. You know, and that's just destroyed. And when people like the Daily Mail sort of give them credit, it's all gone wrong. Um, and things can change. We sort of 20th century has just sort of infiltrated our heads so much that I think we are very sort of pessimistic people because the, we've lived as a total. That's right. Since we were 13 or 12, you know, it's been total touring. It's hard to remember anything. It's hard to remember any sort of ideals of people being laughed at for, for being, like, passionate and things like that. Everything is just so cynical. And it, it's, it's really cynical. And, yeah. and at the same time, the working class have been... Yeah, I think it can be. I don't, I don't I mean, that's going against the grain, isn't it? I mean, you're making music that reflects the client. Yeah. 
I don't think it works when Brock and Orly's like wage was, which is just like... Oh, it's boring, I was just like people trying to solve the conferences, yeah. Which like aligns itself to a dying political party and just like goes on shouting stupid words. I mean, that doesn't really ever influence any MK. I think it's got to be much more personal. Yeah. Much more personal. But I just mean in a... If you don't make... If you make uplifting records with vague politics on, that's usually the way it works, because people can usually work things out in between, can't they? Yeah. But I think, you know... Or do you find that's too hard think, to do now? I just think if you look at one of the biggest bands in the last, like, two years, even something like Nirvana, still gets treated as, like, a fashion item, didn't they? I mean, the papers do articles on how to be a grunge, you know, like, dress like oh, The, 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 the yeah. clothes show even fucking does it. Yeah. And it's just, like, everything they, you know, what they represent or what they say, which is quite ambiguous, but that all gets forgotten about. It's just, like, you know, use a good record, use a good group, use that dress like him. That's it. That's, like, the corporate nature of music. It just didn't seem to be any way of, like... People are too used to music now, but all the sensation's gone. I think but even people are 13 are cynical about yeah, it. Yeah, people are getting very numb to it. I mean, yeah, suede the only thing close to some kind of phenomenon. Still, it hasn't really spread to masses of people. They still take that and sell out tours and stuff. They talk about suede as a pop phenomenon, but it's just not true. You know, they played Newport Ten the other day and it's only three quarters half full. And they, yeah. you couldn't get more exposure and more press. The Brit Awards, everything. And people still very cynical and can't really let themselves get excited by. Did you? I don't blame them because bands are the enemy and now to make a push, they let you down so much. I don't blame them. You know, not trusting these. Yeah. But they don't really represent superstardom or glamour or excitement. They, they so the, the only bands in the in the music papers that get given a hard time is a band that says something when it comes along that oh we'd like to do this. This is what we thought. This is what we're about. They're the ones that get really tough into it. The bands that go use a song. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. You can just like be in the fucking music papers for a decade. You know the whole media is just like so cynical that all it really wants is. But I think you're really cynical as well. Uh, yeah. Whole thing. yeah. 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 So we can yeah. do it. Almost knowing, you know, preparing ourselves to be cynical and you know to say everything. I think we're the most honest band. You know, the last five years really. I thought you were just coming out and trying to like create your own space. Because when yeah. out, I don't think people realised that when you came out, there was you came from absolutely nowhere, were you? Yeah, it was difficult to see ever getting anybody to gigs and things. You know what? Yeah. There was nothing like us, and there was you know no one prepared to even talk to us really. Yeah. Especially about the groups and stuff like that. There was absolutely nothing. I mean, the, the strange thing is, we are like seventies guitar reference points, and it was like the most unfashionable thing that we could possibly have on like this old funky drummer backbeats, like the dance. Yeah. Bow down to the dance group in Manchester or whatever. And, and now every band's going to go, look, oh yeah, you know, oh, you can't. As long as you're naming fucking 70s guitar reference point, it's like, hallelujah, you know, you're, you are the hippest yeah. band on the fucking planet. Well, do you feel new to now, safe almost? You know, just, just another early 90s rock and roll band? No, I think it's something which separates us from yeah. most of the bands. I think there's always something in us, some kind of self destruction which, you know, breaks everything down. When we are on the verge of great success, something comes along and sort of drags down. Like you, Michael Steichel. Yeah, yeah, like, like that. <laughs> you know, even when Richie did his arm really early on, you know, it was very dodgy times. Like, you love us gone straight in the charts at 68 or something, and Richie decides to carve four reeling ground. It's not like, it was in front of 12 people in Norwich. It's not like, yeah, you know. It's funny, it's, it's come at a music paper reference point now, isn't it? Yeah. Because every week it's four real written in the paper somewhere, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the way we. Because most bands just these days, it's the sort of 20th century idea of existing, you know. You keep your contract, you keep some of your fans, and you keep going, you just keep existing. It's like a job to us. And it's never been like a job to us. So you could quietly go back to the yeah, I mean, sort of thing. Me and Richie especially, quite educated, we got our degrees. It's never been a money thing to us. We always feel 
that you know we could use our brains to sort of better ourselves in the world anyway. Yeah. And just so never be. Do you like Rock and Roll's bit of a, a decadence? Yeah, you yeah. know, it's still deep down, it's still a bit exciting to us. You know, you yeah. can't just winding people up or getting people, some of the fan letters we get like that scrawled in blood and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's still just sometimes it just makes, something makes sense to you, like Lester Banks used to say about the class. You can never really, you know, they wouldn't deep down going to change the world or that political, but something connects with young people that makes sense. It's just something which you can't sort of primal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I still yeah. think we've got that in there. Is it quite intense? You still got quite intense core fans then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stage when people are checking cans at you all night long. I think if you 
if you're if you're a weak boy, and if you're a weak girl, it's going to be yeah. more fucking difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not that weak, though, are they? No. No, I mean they're mentally really strong. I just, you know, it's just hard because there's so many prejudice against them. Anyway, you know, a lot of men will immediately think anyway that they can't play. You know, yeah. At the bottom right, they still think, oh, well, these. So that, I mean, that's why, that's why right goals still have to exist, isn't it? Because yeah. pe- men still think that, don't they? Yeah, people yeah. people go to gig and derby still have girls, they think, bloody women drive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's what I think is, you know, that's the best thing from about me, is that just women on stage, you know, play, proving people wrong, you know. Yeah. That's sort of immediate thing that it makes fun. And I just feel sorry that they're going to be, I mean, they, they're going to have to do an interview or have to sign to a rent company or something, you know, Get mainstream if they want or whatever, and they're just going to be everyone's going to say they sold out, which I find, I, yeah. you know, I, I'd like them to sign to Sony and go in number one. I think that'd be brilliant. I wouldn't see that as a sellout. Well, it's bollocks now, and I mean, yeah, there's no such thing as in indie, it's no. like uh, bands with like long sleeve t shirts, they name it down the side, like yeah. FNB on TV, you know, they're awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> spinal tap of the 90s, but, though, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sort of dictate to us on those sort of terms. You know, obviously, they, you know, 
dictate to us on some terms about marketing or whatever, or when records might get released. But they would never come down and say, this is what you, are, you should sound like, this is what you should look like, this is what you should yeah. do. That's a compromise, that's a sellout, you know, nothing else is really... Do you think, I mean, it made it to me like Big Vacuum do, they don't really care what bands do, as long as they sell records. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just like, all, all, they, all they do is just go, you know, you've got a single coming out, your single's coming out on June the 1st, you've got to do a video, um, but 10 days before, so it's like, all right, give us lots of video directors, let's see, let's see what we want to hear, so we can pick what you want to hear, so we do a video, you know, that's all they really yeah. do. Just say, if you want a single out to come out in September, you've got to record it by so-and-so, because that's, like, that's the longest shit to make it, that's all they ever tell us. Yeah. And then we go and we present them with a record and go, you know, here's a single. They don't give you any pressure to break the States at all? Because you haven't really done much in the States. No, I mean, yeah. that's more pressure on ourselves than anything. We're the ones who really want it. Yeah. I mean, America is still the ultimate rock and roll myth. It's one place where I think we could actually get some new perspective, you know, on life in general. It's right strange about America, so we've never fucking been here. We've only done six gigs. I thought, oh, I thought it didn't hold so. No, no. Right. Well, America's yet to do about 600 gigs. Yeah, yeah. It was just like all they, all they really did last time because we didn't have much time. We did like New York, LA, Chicago, San Francisco, San Francisco and it was just like, you know, well, I'm going to get Yeah, that's not it. It's really naive. It's really naive to think you can break Britain by doing Manchester, London, Glasgow, you know. Yeah. It's even more fucking ludicrous to expect to break America <laughs> by just doing, you know, yeah. gig in the East Coast or gig on the West Coast. We've got to break the Midwest if you're rock and roll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the industrial cities, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's so difficult, though, with America in that they really need to market you. You know, they've got to slot you in if, you, if you're, like, alternative or yeah. mainstream rock. And we just need it, you know, because no one fucking knows what to do with us in America. Cause you know, we had old Motown Jack and you know, those real credible independent singles, and then the U Motorcycle Headness, and they, they don't know how to do it. So, what are you going to do about it? I mean, well, I think we're just going to go over and tour. I think yeah. that's the only way we can do it. Or do sport tours? Anything. Yeah. yeah I think the same thing is if you go to like. Richie's looking apart forward to it. Apart from, say, like a, a dance club, yeah. if you go to any other kind of like, you know, if it's indie or metal or whatever, or alternative, it's all like pretty much the same music played these days. And there's different sort of people go there, but they listen to the same sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think in America, it's just like, if it's a metal club, you get fucking metal all night. Or if there's like a sub pop sort of club, that's all you get. There's never really that crossing the boundaries. Yeah. In terms of like, where they can put you on at the gig. And when they want to book us to, into gigs in America, it's just like, which should we book you into? And they're really unsure about that. Whereas over here, it's a lot easier in Britain because people are not that stereotyped anymore. I mean, it's a smaller country though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. information it's around it's quicker, really easy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, with, they offered us a support slot, like, they were thinking, either support Bon Jovi in America, or support Prong, you know, <laughs> or, like, or, or Primus, really alternative, or really AOR. Bon Jovi people want to do. <laughs> well, I think, because Primus and Prong, they'd be, like, real, sort of, people into, like, fancy bass lines and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, like, set exception musicians, yeah. Like, their audiences as well, you know, America's like, they can all play guitar really well, can't they? I mean, yeah. when we go on the tour this time, we're going to tip Dave, who produced the album, he's only, like, 21 worked on Motown Jack and you've ever he's playing keyboards with his live as well. Sort of yeah. Hammond organ E Street band. <laughs> <laughs>
bog quote was saying in Knowledge Maker? Or is that, or is that a little uh, posed up bottle there? That's a posed up bottle of eggs, any. I've known Richie since I was 12, sort of well. Yeah. Since I've known him since we left university. But I don't want to make out that it's a rapid decline because I still think his brain is in order and he's probably fitter than he ever been. But you know, I've just seen him. What I, I mean, it's what I, what I would say is that alcoholic might be nowhere someone else. I don't think he's like Shane McGowan. But he's a wreck, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But I do consider Richie Congress tonight, and he is a lot. Same with James. And that's a good point. You made that motivating thing about how everyone has to be tranquilised all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely true. It's different for Nick because Nick can't drink. You know, he's, he hasn't drank for about three years. So because you're also thing. Yeah, I yeah. guess the syndrome, which means my liver can't work. So you'd be happy about that when you've got a sixty, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so his level of just well, thinking somebody's an alcoholic is different for everybody else. You know, yeah. Shane McGann is an alcoholic. You know. Yeah, I mean, you can't even wake up that drink. Yeah, you? exactly, yeah. which, you know, most people can. I mean, everybody gets through their day, don't they? Just like, then they come home from work or they come home from whatever they're doing, and then it's just like, go and sit in a bar, sit in their house, and then, have, you know, take drugs or take drink. I think every fuck it does it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> everybody Especially, in the last five years, it's really gone faster and faster. More people can take more and more bad things, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just escalated. Just to forget about yourself, you know? I mean, I don't think there's a... People are not that content with the way they look or the way they think. But that's, that's a real bad indictment to the world, isn't it? People it's have like, to, like, yeah. like, like, grog out every day. I mean, I see it every week. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm the same. I do stuff yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. But why? What's the point? You I know. know. <laughs> I, I think that way, so do it. So I can't really be critical of, of, of people who do it. But it, it's very, like, when even, like, um, very bad government just, like, introduces gin laws, you know, for the first time because the working class was just like so bummed out of his scalp. Yeah. And even then, it, that's, what, that's why they set like high taxation on alcohol in Britain, you know, which other countries haven't cost so much. But that's the reason it started and it's getting like that again because people are just doing it cheaper now and they, they're not really drinking, say, spirits so much, they just cheap, take in cheap speed, cheap, well, whatever, you know, whatever they can get their hands on. Yeah. They just, you know, lose themselves. I mean, no one is afraid of even carrying drugs anymore, really, is there? Yeah, well, well, the cops can't be asked for it now, yeah. can they? But they're like, A, they're too scared to bust most people. Yeah. And B, just, you know, what's the point? They'd have to bust everybody, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to a pub, you know, any sort of pub where you know what's going on, and if you do one, you've got to, you've got to close your fucking pub, don't you? They could, they'd be there on a Saturday night for about, like, ten hours charging people, while, like, half the fucking hours is in the town. Well, it starts a lot of riots, bad scenes off as well, Yeah, it? it's yeah. just not worth yeah. it. It's too late now. You can't stop, yeah. stop the trouble thing, can they? No. I mean, I'm just a sad anyway, because I just rely on different things. I mean, I've never smoked ever, or never take any drugs, or, and I don't drink at all, but I just rely on, I take vitamin pills, or I've got to watch telly for two hours a day. You know, I'm just a sad, it doesn't make me a better person. I'm probably yeah. worse, because I don't even live, really. You know, any, the only time I enjoy myself, basically, is when I'm lying down on my own, in my bed, watching football or something really pathetic. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I never go out, I never do anything, really. Like a shell, but well, no, you, because you've got the band there, you don't need to go out there, too. So it's like, no, I know that. It's like a, a social life, which is your career as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's no stigma attached anymore, anyway, to, to drinking or drugs, is it? You know, yeah. it's just normal life. 
which I, I do find a bit sad deep down because the thing is if I, if I some of you are left yeah, in the world drug takes the wrong reasons now aren't they just yeah. to blot out and sort of like try and expand on uh, it yeah, yeah. yeah exactly uh, I mean, I've had so many arguments with people about that just saying that the majority of people do just want to like they go up there every night just one way they can get to sleep or feel good about themselves and wake up in the morning yeah. and people you know every week there's it and they go no I don't think that's true I don't think that's true but you know it is oh, it is yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. every week there's it and there's no point denying it. And again, it's definitely true what we said about drugs. In, in the 60s and stuff, everybody wanted to take drugs. They wanted to learn something. They wanted to, like, fucking walk to the moon or whatever. <laughs> yeah. only, only people that got the object tentacles actually still believe that, that they can expand their consciousness. Yeah. Most people in the provinces, they just, like, they take drugs to just, like, you know... Shut down the consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. themselves, you know. Yeah. And that I mean, whole... It's still... It is more sad when you... Like someone like the Stereo MC saying, I smoke weed religiously because it opens my mind. I mean, that is fucking sad. Yeah. That's sadder than blocking it out as far as I'm concerned because living in the 90s, everybody knows every time you, you smoke, you're either fucking your lungs up or killing a brain cell. You're not expanding your consciousness. Yeah, I mean, every well, time. All I can hear is the high out the record a bit more, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, you know, we read like Timothy Dealey's Politics of Ecstasy and everything has been disproved, you know, nobody can really truly believe Yeah, but he was a phony right from the start. Yeah. Even when you read stuff like 1964, it's yeah. a bit of a joke, don't exactly. they? Um, above everybody that listens to the Stereo MCs just thinks, oh, great, they let me just, you know, we smoke weed, you know, that's just like, they don't, they're not elevating their consciousness to have highest dream of thinking it's just like you know, dance yeah yeah I mean it's, 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 it's like it's like saying you take drugs but not admitting why you take them in it really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly no. no one really admits that they lied to themselves anymore yeah everything has become huge acting on until you get home at night and be yourself and that's what you want to get out of your head no one's yeah. happy or content and one of the strangest things is even like the really that people want to be healthy have taken it to such illogical extremes that they need to take fucking beta blockers or steroids all the time because I, I, I want to be fit but I've got to be unnaturally fit. Do you think, think that this is like the fundamentalist something in the world? That everyone's a fundamentalist now. Yeah. You can get beer fundamentalist, don't drink five pints but 15 pints. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you're either fundamentalist about your religion or yeah. your lifestyle sort of I think thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Broken up from Cliffy, he can't. If he, he got to go to a club, he's got to get sick, and he's got to have like 16 pints every day. Or what? Well, I drink 16 pints. And everybody's got no fight, he's got to be really passionate about his 16 pints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was rushed into hospital, you know, and told whatever he's got to cut down, so he cut down from 16 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to do much good, really. <laughs> <laughs> then he's got, I want a health kit now. I've got a lot of but there's very few people who are genuinely healthy that like would like work out a rent, you know, they all take it to mad conclusions, don't they? And that's why yeah. it's sort of sometimes I see it as a sort of glorious time in the fifties or whatever when so people like my father or whatever, they'd work really hard, either down a pit or in a job, labouring, so they'd be they'd eat loads of fry ups. Yeah. yeah, and they'd have, they'd drink pints or whatever. It just seems a really natural way to be strong and fit, you know, that's the last of a decade when men just we're naturally what they are. I've seen that about the Welsh rugby side. Yeah, uh, have the crap now because they don't work down the pits it's anymore. Yeah, it's all they're they're flabby and, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, they, they're not men do They have the same sort of culture, but they don't actually do any work. You know, that's the yeah. thing. I think if you've got somebody now, like a really good weight lifter, or somebody that works out, got huge fucking muscles, I just went to our parents when he was 60, I went, knock down that wall, who's going to do a cricket? And they fucking do that. Oh, an old man could do a cook, you know, physical yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could go to, the, you know, you might have the biggest muscles on the whole fucking planet, but I bet you can... Yeah, you've got the stout as hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's disappeared from us. I mean, we are the most pathetic people generation that we've seen, you know. Yeah. Us. 
Do you think it's just going to get worse? Though? I, think that's, really yeah, I think that's why there's so much like self-loathing in our generation. Yeah. Because there's just no level of, sort of like, self-respect. That's all yeah. gone. Nobody really earns a living anymore. You know, yeah. It's like money can buy. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's not yeah. that way to the pay slip, you know, you know how much you are. But that, it could have been a good thing, you know, the leisure thing, really but... Because yeah, nobody's ready for it, though, were they? You weren't educated about it at school. Yeah, People can't handle freedom, can they? No. The fact he's German, everything, yeah. you know. Like, say, Bell said, long live the dangling man. I always remember reading that, but yeah. you could see it in 1985. Everyone was just, you know, with a thatch of gold, everyone wanted to be tied down, but they were doing deals and everything, everything was becoming corrupt. Human existence can't handle Eric Fromm in there, like, freedom is frightening, totalitarianism is tempting, and I think that's definitely true. People don't know what to do with their freedom, they just need something to tie down. They, that's why they do have, like, a, a fascist state. It's always, very, you know, seems very logical. Because somebody come along now and just went, forget about all your worries, I'm going to take care of everything. This is what you're going to do, this is what this country's going to be like. People forfeit, you know, it's just, it's safe in there. You think, oh, thank, thank God, I'm going to worry about anything, you know. Yeah. I just thought, like, that. So it's not, not something I feel very comfortable with, you know? Of course, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But that's why a lot of, um, whether they're communist or fascist, a lot of sort of great underground art comes from those states, you know, like with Russia and all, all the great writing and painting, a lot of it happened in the 20th century because they were so repressed. They yeah. actually had some of the rebel against, whereas, oh, well, same with black people, why all the great black music has come out of America. Yeah. They were actually repressed. It wasn't just bored, like white people. You know, yeah. on a stage which is bored, they had a level of depression or repression, but nothing huge. Was in those great, you know, totalitarian states. It was real. Even with South Africa, stuff like yeah, that. yeah. I mean, actually, figureheads arise from real repression. It was just wankers arise from you know. No, at the end of the day, like, at the end of the day, the white mayor hasn't got much to, to you know, worry about really. Yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the peak ever, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Theoretically, he hasn't yeah. got such like a, a raw deal, you know. He's got a place to live in, he gets a bit dull, got a, got a crappy job, you know. He just can get by, you can get off his car, you can afford a bit, go to sports and drink. That's what, as far as it goes, it's just, it's just a, a question of constant, never changing boredom, isn't it? And that's all you can talk about. It's, it's the thing, it's just like, it's very decadent, isn't it? Because it just means that nobody really believes in the future, and they just like want to just. Yeah, this goes anyway, and that's why uh, people like pierce their bodies or tattoo their bodies because it's just they don't care about themselves, you know. Just yeah. different looking at it. You know, like, why stick a big, big safe, you know, which is going to create ten? Is it take six weeks, weeks to heal or pierce your dick or whatever? It's, it's not pleasure. Yeah. You know, yeah. just it's just an expression of self-loathing. I definitely think that's true. Is that something you can understand? Yeah. Yeah.
You have been listening to the John Rob Tapes with me, John Rob. Brought to you by Lush and Loud in the War, this podcast was produced and engineered by Andrew Payne. If you enjoy this, please retweet it and tell your mates. Thanks for listening. Chances are, if you like this, you'll like other podcasts made by Lush. So you should probably check out Tiny Revolutions, a podcast where Tiff Stevenson chats with other comedians about whether comedy can be a force for social change. Subscribe now. (laughs) 